sitting alone on a hillside overlooking the town of Bethlehem, young David tended his sheep. It was nearing dusk, and he'd had a long day. His brothers were probably already finished with their work, and they'd be back at their father's house, washing up and getting ready for supper. But David wanted to stay on this hill just a little longer, to watch the sunset, to let his sheep graze for a few more minutes as his thoughts wandered once again. How often he had sat alone at the end of each day, dreaming of a different life, one of adventure and battles, of love and intrigue. David relished these last few moments of contemplation each day. Soon enough, he would be back with his family in the noisy midst of seven oversized brothers clamoring for the evening's meal. But things were different on that day. The prophet Samuel had come to town unexpectedly to sacrifice at the altar of the Lord, and he had invited Jesse and all his sons to the meal, to the ritual. The air was electric. The elders were trembling. They knew something terrible and strange was afoot. They had spied Samuel's attendant carrying a ram's horn filled with oil. And this could only mean one thing. A new king was about to be anointed. This scared the elders even more, for if King Saul got wind of these doings, he would come and destroy the entire village and root out the chosen usurper to the throne. And sure enough, Jesse's sons were being led to the altar, one by one. Each time, Samuel regarded the man carefully, then looked to the sky and considered. The answer from above was always... No. At the last, Jesse remembered his youngest, the one he always forgot, the quiet one who shrank into the background while his larger-than-life brothers carried on. David was sent for. And as he stumbled into the space where the sacrifice was to take place, rushed and uncomprehending, yanked from his daydreams, David beheld an old man in prophet's robes and was suddenly frightened. It didn't help that the mouths of all the men around him hung open in disbelief as they all stared at him. When the old man approached him with the horn of oil, David began to shake uncontrollably. The prophet poured the oil over David's head, all of it, so that it dripped off his red hair and his shoulders, seeped down his back, and soaked his tunic. With all eyes on him, David suddenly convulsed. Something powerful crashed into him, jerked his head upright, and made him see stars. When he finally came to his senses, the prophet was already walking the path that led out of Bethlehem leaving David dripping with oil and filled with the Spirit of God. Standing in the midst of his awestruck family and neighbors, all he knew was that his life would never be the same. You, like David, daydream on a hillside. 
Sometimes you're content to sit there, expecting nothing more. Other times you're restless, wondering, is this all there is? And longing for a change, for a shake-up. But the kinds of transformation you want only happen to other more important people, the beautiful ones, or so it seems. That God could call you like David was called is too far-fetched. That's not how this world works. The average Joes are never chosen. It's always the lunk-headed hunk. And the sweet Jane loses out to the fawning beauty every time. So you sit on a hillside and daydream, expecting little. But a seed was planted inside you that grows without your knowledge. Like that first seed in today's gospel reading, it sprouts and grows we know not how. First the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. What God has planted in you is your calling. That seed is your potential, the potential to live a fuller life, the calling to become your best self. God wants for you to bud and to flourish. All you have to do is be attentive to the blossoming. Be ready for the time when possibility transforms into purposefulness. God is tending your seed, helping it grow in the sunshine of your successes, but also through the rain of disappointments. Trust God to love you into being. Pray for it. Today's readings speak of the kingdom of God coming to fruition in unexpected places. David was the youngest of his brothers, the shorty among giants. Yet he's the one chosen by God to govern Israel. And the mustard seed is among the smallest of grains, insignificant, disregarded. Yet its bush grows as tall as a house, and birds from everywhere come to rest in its shade. This is good news for us. The world's choices are not God's choices, for God sees into our heart and seeds it with the word of salvation. So even us funny-looking ones, even us fearful or uncertain ones, are the unexpected option God takes in this world. Believe in your potential. Believe in second chances, third, fourth, seventeenth chances. And remember, God does not call the equipped. God equips the call. There is a budding potential growing inside you. Be attentive, be attentive to its blossoming. The other thing about a mustard bush is that it's a weed. And once it takes root in a field, it's impossible to eradicate. Let your faith be as tenacious as that weed. Be the pesky bush in the carefully cultivated field of this world proclaiming by your presence that God loves the messy, that God includes the gnarled in the kingdom's garden. That's one thing we're called as Christians to do, to be our true and weedy selves, so that others know they are also welcome in God's embrace, despite their own thorns. 
A number of years ago, I was in Atlanta for a preaching conference, and I visited Ebenezer Baptist Church. This is the place from which Martin Luther King Jr. was raised up for ministry. I was excited to see the church. But when I stepped into the sanctuary, I found myself disappointed at how small and dingy it was. I had really expected something grander, like the Ebenezer Church that was built across the street. So it took a few minutes of, of sitting in a, a creaky pew before I finally understood. The very shabbiness of that church is what makes it special. Because God chose that humble place to manifest divine grace to work in the world. A seed was planted there that grew into a man who helped change society. Through the community around him at Ebenezer, God nurtured the heart and mind of MLK, making him strong enough to take on leadership in the civil rights movement. And if transformation can happen in that unremarkable little place, it can also burst forth from our own shabby and creaky hearts. We are also on the cusp of our own blossoming once more here at St. Luke's. 15 months after shutting down our campus, 15 months of gestating underground, if you will, living our faith virtually for the most part, we are now on the verge of new blooming. It's been a long winter of enforced hibernation, and we are ready. Now, I hope you'll forgive me, but all of this reminds me of that old Bette Midler song, The Rose which I will not sing for you. But I will quote some lyrics because I think they're kind of poetic and they are especially appropriate for what I am trying to impart to you. It's the heart afraid of breaking that never learns to dance. It's the dream afraid of waking that never takes the chance. It's the one who won't be taken who cannot seem to give, and the soul afraid of dying that never learns to live. When the night has been too lonely and the road has been too long, and you think that love is only for the lucky and the strong, just remember, in the winter, far beneath the bitter snows, lies the seed that with the sun's love in the spring becomes the rose. David had no idea how much his life was about to change. The dreamer became the king. We will hear more of his story in the coming weeks. You have no idea how much God has planned for you. What seed of faith within you awaits its blossoming? No matter how young or how old you are, regardless of whether you think it's too late, and there are no other sweet surprises left in life. And we, this community of faith, shall also bloom into something even more beautiful for having lain dormant for so long. So God bless you, hearty and faithful people of St. Luke's Community of Seeds. 
May God one day yank you from your hillside daydreams. May you be anointed with the oil of Christ's purpose and love. And may the Holy Spirit crash into you and make you see stars, shining buds of your potential, just waiting to blossom.